Come on! Episode 8. And I got a big, 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 huge, man. A huge treat for you guys, man. This is this is in the making for a long time, man. We've been building our relationship for a long time. I'm super excited. Um, this dude has been like a brother to me. Uh, he's become family over the years. You know, super connected to me. I just want to introduce you all to Tory Smith, y'all. What's going on, bro? Appreciate you having me on the podcast, man. Yeah, finally, man. We listen, man. This is this is special. It's a special moment, man. As I introduce him, I want to go down like Tory's got like this long, long list of oh, you know what he's done, you know where he's been, you know. I just want to. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a do the honors right now. My boy from Virginia, drafted in the second round, went to the University of Maryland, played for the Baltimore Ravens. Played for San Fran, Philly, Carolina, two-time Super Bowl champ. I mean, like, this dude is like the ultimate husband, ultimate father. I mean, this dude is like, you know, everybody, everybody. Like, this is the, this is the dude who I look up to. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been through so much in my life. And to have an example, you know, such as Tory, man, like having him around and being around me, man, he has definitely changed my life, man. So, yeah, like. Just, just tell us, tell us a little bit about you know what's been going on with you. You know, I know you're retired now, and you know you've been doing some different things, man. Let it, let it, let the people hear you, man. Yeah, you know, for myself, man, retired. You know, I appreciate the intro and the kind words. You know what I mean? You know, I love you like a brother, man. So uh, it means a lot. But you know, but I'm back in Maryland, um, in the media side of things, in terms of still furthering my career. You know, like people like to say retired. Um, that word doesn't really fit with the NFL. You're just transitioning to something else because retirement to me, when I think of the old folks, like they're done working, right? They're, they're going, they're doing something else. That's not the reality of life for so many NFL players. And uh, retirement is a tough word to use when you're like 30 years old. So he's like, you have to figure it out. I'm a little older now, I'm 34. But you have yeah. to figure out, you know, how life is working. And for me, you know, I'm out here doing media. Uh, running our nonprofit, Level 82. Uh, we run a rec center over in West Baltimore. And coaching, have my own 707 organization, Level 82 as well. And just uh, trying to figure out how to be a good father and uh, um, a good husband. You know, that's really what life has been about, balancing that. And coaching these kids has really been taking the majority of my time. But, you know, the transition has been awesome, man. And I'm thankful for being in the position that I'm in. Oh, that's what's up, man. Like, you know, I've been able to be out there at some of the games and, you know, watch you coach. And, you know, just how you used to be around me, it's so special to see you, you know, give that same energy back to your kids and also to other people's kids. Like, how was that transition, though, like from, you know, having all the limelight, playing football, winning two Super Bowls, and now, you know what I'm saying, like doing exactly what you're doing. Like, how was that transition? I think a lot of athletes that are in your position um, – you know, you set yourself up, you know what I'm saying? Like, how was that, how, how was that transition for you, you know, being a, being an NFL player, you know, and, and doing what you're doing now? Like, what was that transition like for you? Yeah, I mean, my transition, it wasn't tough at all in terms of figuring out what I wanted to do because I had done so many things I was playing and kind of checked some boxes off. Um, I always felt like football is what I did. It's not who I was or who I am. And yeah. because of that, I always lived as like, my next play was my last play, meaning that I knew football was gonna, wasn't going to last forever. Um, they tell you the NFL stands for not for long, and I knew that. So I was always working on 
you know, the next thing. Um, got, I received my and earned my master's when I was in the league. Um, did a That's bunch dope. of internships. Uh, tried to figure out, you know, what I liked. So therefore, when I was done, I was able to hit the ground running, you know, yeah. and really I can go into a million different spaces in terms of, <laughs> I, and it's a blessing to, to say that, but, you know, I could literally work within the NFL if I wanted to. Um, but I like the flexibility of, of media. And that was really what worked for me. So transition-wise, um, it's kind of been awesome in terms of figuring out what I wanted to do and still being able to be sustainable financially. But the yeah. challenge, I'm not saying that like it was the easiest thing in the world. The only challenge for me was really routine. Yeah. Um, like that, that to me was a challenge that I didn't really anticipate um, because I'd always been driven and, and so hungry on trying to be like the best athlete. So I had yeah. a regimen that was built on that. Yeah. And you don't realize your program as a student athlete really since preschool, right? You know what the oh, fall yeah. looks like. You know what the spring looks like. You know what the summer looks like, right? Um, and then when you get into sports, you know what sports in the fall looks like. You know what sports yeah. in the spring look like. You know what it looks like in the summer. And it goes all the way through. And then for the first time ever in life, it's like, boom, boom. All right, what do you do? Right, I'm sitting yeah. there in the house, I'm like, all right, uh, <laughs> how, does, how does this thing work? Nah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it was it was uh, really cool. You know, I was thankful that I had options. Um, I made myself too busy, to be completely honest. I had to cut back on stuff. Nah, um, yeah. But, you know, it's definitely uh, uh, been a, an amazing transition, and I'm enjoying this phase just as much as I did playing in the league. No, that's that's definitely tough. I'm glad you touched on that, that part about, you know, just having that routine. I think a lot of players, you know, once they are out of that routine, they lose that structure that they once had when they had it in the facility, when they had their day planned out, where versus when you get done playing, like everything is basically on you. And the, aggressive, the aggressiveness that you have, you know, to put yourself in position to be great. And shoot, man, I've watched you for so long and you've been doing it. I think we first met, um, I think we first met when we were at the, um, Paul Jack Runway. Mm -hmm. I think it was Paul Jack Runway. And I remember, man, I'd be like, damn, that's Tori Smith. He's up there with his wife, the kid. Like, this is only when you had TJ. <laughs> it's so crazy how everything kind of transitioned. And, you know, we wound up being on the same teams together. You know what I'm saying? We were in Philly together. You know, that's the history between me, me and Tori is that, like, we were in Philly together. And then we transitioned and we were in Carolina together. And the crazy part about Carolina was I was still trying to, like, you know, get on – I'm trying to be like him at the same time. You know, I wound up, he was, I was like, man, I need a place to stay. And he was just like, man, he was just always like open arms. I mean, that's the type of dude that Tory's it, Tory is, man. He'll take you in, he'll look out for you. But you also, as a as a man, as a person, like you gotta be handling your responsibility. And I was one of those kids who like, you know, I handled my responsibility, so he trusted me with that. So he invited me into his home and I was able to see some of these things that he's talking about firsthand. And even, you know, seeing his new house being built and everything like that, man, it's just like he's just always been my motivation, man. I can't keep giving you your flowers, bro, because, man, you really helped change my life. But the next question I got for you is, like, if you can look at, you know, the younger version of yourself, you know, young Tory, you know, growing up in Virginia, um, you know, dealing with, you know, all the things that you've done with, dealt, dealt with, you know, like, what would you tell your younger self, man, if you were talking to yourself right now? Um, just control what you can control. 
you know, that's that's one thing in life that I, I learned. I kind of realized that early on, you know, the way I grew up wasn't the most ideal situation at times. And, you know, stability was a challenge. And so when you I recognized early, like I couldn't control, you know, my parents' decisions. I couldn't control, you know, the neighborhoods that we stayed in. I couldn't control our living situation. I couldn't control anything, right? But I can control my attitude. You know, I control school, right? Yeah. Having good grades and um, I could change my future. So I yeah. really bought into that, <clears throat> excuse me, at an early age and was able to realize that I controlled these things. Let me focus on that and see where it takes me because I didn't have to look any further really than my house or my neighborhood yeah. to see what happens when you go down this path, right? Yeah. It's this past path of destruction, it's this path of resentment. And I was able to see that early on and I knew what the results would be if I went down this way, but I didn't yeah. know what would happen if I did what I was supposed to do. And that was really kind of my, my push going forward and it no, yeah, man. so for now you know being in a situation now you know i tell my younger self the same the same thing that i tell you know the kids now it's like man yeah. control what you can control you know because it's so easy to be consumed with your current state of yeah. where you are and what's going on around you but the reality of it is is that uh the future is it it's, can be so much better and a lot of those things you can control and help change it for the better that's not saying you're going to be a mega millionaire or you're going to be uh the wealthiest and, and most successful person in the world but i promise you you'll be a lot better off than where nah, you started yeah. no nah, yeah man and it's crazy because you know you answered two questions of mine because you know i was going to go into you know what was the best advice the the best advice you ever gave me and it was control what you can control yo and it's crazy that you just said that was the first thing that you said out of your mouth just now and it's just crazy man because i remember being in a place where um trying to make the roster you know trying to make the team trying to be you know essentially yo like trying to be like you trying to feel like i'm you know what I'm saying like not saying like i'm untouchable but i know i'm gonna make the team but like i remember one of the things that you said to me i remember when we was with carolina man it was you said it, it used to drive me crazy, bro, when you used to tell me that. Control what you can control. And I'm the type of person that I'm so passionate, I'm so, you know, deep-rooted in how I feel that I wear all my emotions on my sleeve. And I remember the first time you told me that, and I I, mean, I probably wanted to fight you, bro, because, like, man, like I think that's the hardest quote, the hardest saying, because you always feel like you want to control everything. And you know, being in the profession that we play in, you know, it's hard because you got other people that basically, you know, control your destiny at the end of the day when it comes to making the decisions on whether you're going to get cut, you're going to stay around, you're going to be on practice squad, or whether you, you know what I'm saying, or, you, or you're going to continue your career. And it's crazy because that saying alone, control what you can control, really applies to everything. You know, it's all walks of life. You know, it's, you know, in business, it's in, in anything that you do, I believe that saying is really at the top of the list of really getting a lot of things done. And um, I'm glad you shared that, man, because that was definitely something that, you know, we will argue about. And even as of recently, when I was going through my contract situation, you know, we were at the Super Bowl together and we kind of got into it about, you know, my emotions <laughs> and not mixing emotions with business. And 
even when you always first tell me something, I'm always resentful when you say it, but I'm always listening. And I'll like calm down and be like, dang, yo, this dude, Tori was right, bro. And it's crazy because another story behind all this, you know, somebody asked me like, you know, like what's going on? If it's a big decision that I got to make, they be like, yo, did you, did you talk to Tori? Yo? Did you? And I'd be like, nah, I ain't calling him. I know what he going to say to me. It's, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with that right now. So it's just so funny because, you know, our relationship runs deep and that saying, you definitely changed my life with that. So like further in that, man, I know we are months out and the Super Bowl has already happened, man. I just want to, I want to enlighten people on our Super Bowl experience, man. I want to, I want people to see it how we saw it because having the opportunity to come down to Arizona, yo, it was life changing, man. Just give us, you know, your feedback on what the experience was for you in the Super Bowl. You've had, you had some, you know, some analyst stuff that you had to do and some parties that we went to. Just, man, give them a breakdown of how the Super Bowl went for us, man. I mean, that's probably more so for you, man. For me, I had to take care of some business, you know what yeah. I mean, on the media side of things. And, uh, you know, you had the opportunity because of, uh, you know, my involvement still with the NFL. I'm there. Um, doing a lot of things. For, I'm on the NFL's Youth Football Advisory Committee. So um, you have some meetings going on, talking about uh, what's best for the game, what's best for the kids, and um, how to help grow it in a, sa in a safe way. And it's been a, a really rewarding experience for me. Now being on the opposite side, you know, I played in two Super Bowls. And now, you know, to have the opportunity to attend the Super Bowls and uh, the festivities around it in a completely different way, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing. You know, and uh, it's not really, honestly, until you – you talk or you have someone or a friend uh, like yourself that comes and you're like, wait, like, you know, this is kind of a, a kind of a big deal. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's like, hey, you know, it's, it's kind of you kind of just going about you doing it like this is what happens this time of the year. But, you know, now that I'm on the opposite side of the fence, I'm like, no, like this is really a special experience. You know, it's not too often where, you know, as a as a kid, you'll, you'll go into a building, you know, and um, uh, last year, a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Jones, uh, he went to the Super Bowl with us, you know, and mm -hmm. I'll never forget we were in the lobby and he was like, hey, man, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's trying to get your attention. He's trying to get your attention. And I look and it was Emmett Smith. That's crazy. And so, you know what I mean? It was like Emmett Smith, like somebody who I remember piling up around the Thanksgiving table with my family, like really? you know, watching the Cowboys coming up. And, Thank you know, now he sees me in the lobby and he stopped me to say hello. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just pretty cool, just relationship-wise, to catch up at that time. You know, the NFL is like a big frat anyway. To oh, go yeah. and to see people and to experience it and spend time together, you know, it's definitely pretty cool to still be that close to the game and to attend the game was yeah. awesome. Watching the birds, even though the result wasn't what we wanted uh -huh. uh, for the fans in Philadelphia, it was definitely still cool. To I'm literally watching from the stands, yeah. you know, guys that I played with, you know, and literally just won it with just a few years ago. So at the uh, fifty yard line, at the fifty yard yeah, line, that's not it was pretty cool to you know to to go and to to see that and spend time with you know friends along the way. That goes to show you, man. Like you know, and this is a message to everybody. You know, relationships, relationships. You know, help builds your brand, helps build. You know, a lot of things that you can't open the door for yourself. And you know, this is an opportunity where. You know, it like it was life changing. I heard a, a lot of no's before I even was able to even go to the Super Bowl. 
I literally, after the NFC East Championship game, I put it in my notes, I'm going to the Super Bowl. And I had no idea how I was going to get there. And in this scenario right here, you know, I wound up asking, I'm not going to name no names, but I had talked to a certain amount of people and I didn't never get a response or it was the tickets are gone, blah, 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 blah. And I called Tori on the phone and I'm like, yo, bro, like, yo, like, are you going to the, to the Super Bowl? He's like, yeah, man, I'm going. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to go too. He said, yeah, you can pull up. You can pull up. He said, but I only got one bed in there, man. I said, man, listen, I will sleep on the floor. I'm trying to go to the Super Bowl, man. And, yo, it was crazy, man. We went to a, a, a number of parties, man. We went to the Fanatics. We went to the Goodell party. I mean, Christina Aguilera was performing maybe like 10 feet away from us. Um, you know, just him telling that Emmett Smith story. You know, my story from the Super Bowl is Brian Dawkins, man. You know, that was one of the first people that we had met and somebody who really I look up to, like like that energy that he has it's like a reflection of the same energy that I have, but his is just Tom's 10 and I'm trying to get there. But the conversation that we were able to have one-on-one, me, Tori, him, and a couple of other people that were there, but just being able to have that one-on-one conversation, man, that helped change my life, man. Just seeing things from a different light, seeing things from a different perspective and seeing things from a different lens. I mean, it was just a special moment, you know, seeing Rihanna, you know, being there with the people that, you know, uh, Tori had allowed me to meet with, you know, it's just, man, relationships mean everything, man. Don't ever burn bridges. Don't ever put yourself in a position where, you know, you bad mouth at somebody because you never really know that you might need that person in the future or you might need a favor or ask somebody for something. So, you know, that Super Bowl experience, you know, granted that the Eagles didn't win, it was an amazing experience. And, you know, man, I just want to thank you publicly for that experience, man, bro. Um, but to close, man, to close, to close, to close, I want to do this new segment for all of my guests, man. And I don't want to take too much of your time, but like, we're going to call this the keep going segment. And basically during this segment, I want you to describe a time in your life. You know, you had to pick it all back up. You know what I'm saying? Where you had to push through something that hurt you and it challenged you, but you had to keep going. You know, explain to the people, you know, just a scenario or a situation that you've been through where you just had to keep going. I mean, I think it's a million and one things, right? Um, <laughs> I feel like it's every week is something um, that you got to pick it up and, and keep going to. But, you know, I'd go back to um, sticking on the, the sports theme of things. I mean, I broke my leg going into my junior year of high school. And so for anyone that knows how high school recruiting works, that's a major year for you. Um, and myself, I was a guy that was getting recruited, um, no offers yet, but I actually was going to get my first offer in two days. I decided to go play basketball, broke my leg, and obviously that didn't happen. And so I was just down in the dumps, like wondering, you know, what was going to happen and, you know, how I just messed everything up because I didn't listen to my mom who told me don't go play basketball. And, you know, I'm kind of in the dumps about it. And, you know, next thing you know, you fast forward. A year later, you know, I did what I needed to do, was healthy, and ended up, you know, running a good time. And uh, there's only one coaching staff and really one man that stuck to their word. That man's name is Tom Bratton. And Maryland ended up offering me a scholarship. And so I ended up sticking with them. Everyone else tried to pile on there late. But, no, I was I was staying where I was because I believe in – I love the fact that he was honest there. 
Yeah. But, you know, that was one that, you know, I definitely was down in the dumps about as a high school kid. And even fast forwarding, you know, to uh, my second year in the league, you know, my brother died in a motorcycle accident the night before uh, we were playing on a Sunday night game. And so that one right there was extremely tough. I'd never lost anyone close in my family to me. I've lost family members, but, you know, um, no one that was that I was extremely close with at that time. And yeah. so, you know, to, to lose my brother, you know, we, we I drove back to Virginia because we had a home game in Baltimore. Yeah. And I go back, go, you know, see my family, check on my mom and them and decide to go and play. And so wow. to, to play with a heavy heart and two hours of sleep, you know, uh, was, was kind of crazy, but it ended up working out. Um, we played, uh, we won, we beat the Patriots. You know, I played very well and was able to honor my, my brother and my family that night. And uh, plus yards you know, that night, and, and go ahead and through that season and, and and continue to push through, you know, because it's it's it was uh it was it was definitely a for someone like myself who not the most emotional uh, person in the world, you know, that one tore me up, you know, for for a while, and so just learning how to balance the emotions, but also still keeping it real and knowing that life is going to keep moving. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to continue to, to push through and press through. And um, death is an unfortunate thing that happens to all of us. Um, but to me, you know, my, my focus really shifted towards trying to make sure I was cherishing it each and every day because if my younger brother can go, right, and we see it each and every day, a kid's battling cancer or, yeah. or an older family member, right? And that doesn't matter the age. You see things, life just happens sometimes. Yeah. And so, you know, it's about cherishing those moments and it kind of shifted the way that I lived and, uh, you know, really trying to make these days count instead of counting the days. Man, that's love, man. It's crazy because, you know, right before, you know, we did this episode, like I, I was like, you know, you can go to Wiki Wikipedia and, and go look at certain things. And, you know, that story that you just mentioned about your brother was in there. And, you know, that's resiliency, man. That's That goes to show you your character and, like, who you are. Um, you know, I... I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate being around you, bro. Like that's, that's deep. I'm glad you shared that, man, because a lot of people like, you know, go through things and they allow it to defeat them. And, you know, I look at, you know, some of the greatest people have been through, you know, some, so many hard challenges and so, and been in so many hard spaces and they didn't keep going. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on right now with people, you know, taking their own life, you know, dealing with depression, then dealing with anxiety and dealing with a lot of things that, you know, stop them from being who they really want to be. And, you know, we're walking testimonies of people who, you know, kept going through the things that we've been through. And, you know, I got a tremendous respect for you and your family. You know, your family is like my family at this point. So I just I'm, I'm super glad that you you my first guest, bro. You know, being on here, you set the tempo for what it's going to be like you know, for the rest of my time being on this podcast and sharing my heart and sharing my love. Um, but I can't wait to continue to keep growing this thing. Um, any, if you got any closing remarks for people, anything that you want to say to somebody, anything you want to say to the fathers out there, any players that you want to say, like the 707 kids, whatever, you know, just you, the floor is yours and we're going to close it out. And um, this is a great episode, man. Yeah, keep it simple, man. We talked about it earlier. I don't care who you are, man, woman. You know, I don't care what your orientation is, whatever. Control what you can control, um, and also be a light. 
right? Regardless of how you feel, um, regardless of where you are, just at that particular point of life, you are a light to someone and you have that ability. You know, um, Coach Harbaugh used to say all the time, let your light shine, right? Uh, we got that from the Bible. And so that principle is real in each and every person. Uh, so just because that light may be a little dim one day, you know, doesn't mean that that's not going to be the case the next. So, you know, control what you control, let your light shine. Yes, sir. And y'all always know, man, continue to walk on this journey with me. Be with me. Walk with me. You already know what it is. Showtime speaks, baby.